You're listening to the One Last Cast podcast, your home for tips, tricks, and stories from the Texas coast. Here are your hosts, Jonathan Hua and Meryl Seleski. Oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, we got a, a lot of uh, uh, faithful uh, fans here that joins us, that always joins us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So it's been, it's been a while. Um, and uh, I'm glad that you are listening to the One Last Cast podcast. Um, it's been a little bit since our last episode. And as always, we have our co-host, Meryl Seleski, as well as me, Jonathan Hua. Um, I'm just glad that we are finally able to record. It's been a very busy past couple months. Uh, and we'll kind of update you, everybody, um, with the ongoings of how that has been. Uh, but before we do that, let's uh, kind of give a shout out to some of our sponsors uh, we have 4A Printing, who does a bunch of our uh, custom towels and uh, buffs. Uh, if you're ever in the need for any of that kind of gear, reach out to Aaron at 4A Printing. He'll uh, hook you up with some good stuff. Also, DSKA, Dirty South Kayak Anglers uh, Facebook group. They have a bunch of good info on there, a good group to be a part of. So if you're into kayaking or anything like that, feel free to uh, jump on there. And as always, the Knock and Tail Lures. Um you know, uh, I, I do want to give kind of a little personal anecdote. This last spring was one of the best I've ever had using the three and a half inch uh, knocking tail lure, the really small one on a 16 ounce jacket, which may be a surprise to some because I generally don't go down, uh, go up, uh, go below a one quarter ounce. But uh, I did, and uh, I, I had one of the best springs ever. And if you want 20% off your order, uh, just uh, uh, type in OLCP 2022 at checkout to get 20% off. Um, Man, that's uh, it's it's been a while. So, uh, Meryl, how about we just kind of start off and uh, talk about what have you been up to? What have I been up to? Let's just get started with you. Oh man, I just got busy with uh, growing a company, growing a business. Um, so we got I got two. Well, I got several businesses I'm trying to run, and uh, still doing the kayak thing, and so it's just been busy trying to do those things. So jumped in the real estate game and it just got really really busy doing that stuff so buying homes selling homes fixing up homes uh run a construction company running a real estate company you know stuff like that it it, it consumed most of my time and uh and get to get fishing every now and then uh haven't been posting a lot just you know but we're still hitting up the you know still hitting up galveston bay i think i did one trip in Corpus that I didn't post, um, stuff like that. So, yeah. So, so a lot of busy things happening, a lot of big things I should say as well. Um, and, uh, you know, for me, uh, I recently, uh, for those of you who are on my Facebook and, and, uh, um, who kind of follow along with what I would be doing. Um, I recently got a new job started in March. It's been, uh, a good type of stressful, but also takes up a lot of my time. Um, also, in combination with me having a newborn who just turned one, I've been struggling to find time to to kind of do all this content creating, uh, podcasting, and everything like that. But uh, I I think uh, Meryl and I've been talking the last uh, last couple of weeks, and we're we're definitely going to try to get back um, and on a regular schedule so that we can keep you updated and informed of all things fishing and kayaking, and especially here in the uh, the Galveston Bay area here in Texas. Um, it, either that, or, uh, we'll just, uh, 
Merrill will be the satellite station over in Corpus because I think that's where he basically lives now. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite yet. Um, no, not quite yet. Maybe I go fish one of them tourna- tournaments with Kyle Manick and him and his crew. I've been trying to, I've been dying to fish one of his series of tournaments. He always puts on a good tournament. It's good camaraderie, good people. I know, I know about half the crew of them over there. Really good people. Um, thanks for joining us, Kyle. Yeah. So, uh, and for those of you who are listening on podcast uh, on our podcast, uh, so through Amazon or, or Spotify or whatever platform you're on, um, we actually, this is a live show. So if you want to join us, all you have to do is go to facebook.com forward slash one last cast podcast, uh, follow our page and you'll see whenever we go live, we try to go live every other Wednesday. And of course that hasn't been happening, but we try to every other Wednesday <laughs> at 7 PM central time. So, uh, and you can come on here, uh, talk with us. So we have, we're very engaging with all of our chat over here. And uh, if you have a question, send us, send them our way and we'll be happy to answer them anyway. So today our, our main topic that we wanted to discuss is kind of a, it's a little bit, it's not controversial in and itself, but it leads to a lot of controversial stuff. Um, but you know, it's a, we'll just go ahead and say it. It's, it's how the internet has changed fishing. Uh, Meryl, maybe we can get a story from you. Um, when was the first time you kind of put the internet and fishing together? Do you remember? Uh, you know what, actually, that's a really good question. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I didn't know about the TKF forum. I didn't know about all the help stuff. So I was kind of like, um, learning the hard way, you know, like making a lot of mistakes, bank fishing, learning like i just got consumed like man what are the fish doing and why do some days i catch them here and then some days i don't in the same spot i want to i want to kind of interrupt for a second uh sorry but when you say the hard way i think you mean by experience yeah yes (laughs) yes yeah the the blood sweat and tears and getting upset and uh honestly it was it was so i hadn't this is getting a little personal here but uh i was I had an alcohol addiction and it turned into a fishing addiction. Uh, so I, I've been actually sober for quite some time now. Uh, I don't drink as much or I probably don't drink at all really. But, um, but anyways, so I, I, I really started focusing on fishing and patterns and stuff. And then I started to want to learn, well, I want to learn more areas. So that's when the internet came into play. Uh, <laughs> or that's when uh, Facebook, I think it was Facebook. And then uh, there was a guy named, Brian McPherson and he joined us and uh, he started posting like YouTube videos and helpful tips and stuff. And I was like, man, that's pretty cool of him, but I didn't really care what he was teaching. I was trying to see what like pot, like, like, what, where's he at in the background? Cause I'll figure it out, you know, sooner or later, you know? So um, I, I was guilty of that, you know, I'm guilty of like trying to see where they were fishing and, you know, and uh, so, but I learned that what I've learned in, in, in Clear Lake, because that was where I was mainly focusing in Clear Lake, Kima area, that I, I could apply like in different areas and other areas. But I guess that's when the internet came into play. So I guess Facebook was was the one for me. And then to YouTube, I didn't watch too much YouTube, but I think Brian was one of the first one when he posted his YouTube videos. And then, uh, yeah, that's okay. when I, Yeah. 
So, uh, and, and for those of you who are listening, um, if you haven't listened to our, our, our interview with uh, Brian McPherson, uh, we, I think that's a previous episode, actually. So uh, go ahead and take a listen to that. I give some good tips and kind of his journey. We talk about his journey uh, through YouTube um, and, and, and his kind of outlook on fishing. Uh, but, you know, I, I have a similar story, and, and actually mine started out at uh, fishwestend.com, which is kind of still a thing. Um, they're not really as big of a forum anymore, but, um, uh, they do run a very, very good fishing tournament. Uh, they have multiple tournaments, tournaments throughout the year. Um, I believe all of them are basically charity tournaments and, and I, it's a really well-run tournament. So if you're ever in the area, uh, look up fishwestend.com in Galveston and, uh, see what tournaments are coming. And I would highly recommend that you go and uh, take a look at those. But anyway, so I was at fishwestend.com and, Back in the day, back in like I would say 2012 ish, 2011, 2012, it was very, very for me at least. It was very, it was very a, a good place to learn and grow. Uh, I there's a lot of people on there who are willing to help, and of course, you know the occasional jackass and whatever. But um, uh, it was I learned so much in there just by l- looking at reports, reading people, talking to people um, in there. Uh, I I got you know managed to. As I developed my name, you know, I posted a lot and asked, you know, the right questions. I got invited on trips, um, going out and fishing with these more experienced fishermen who are willing to teach me uh, the ropes. And I just my my knowledge base just grew leaps and bounds. And I will even say, like on there, I, I met uh, Mo, who um, you know I've lost contact with him recently, you know, over the, over the years. But Mo, he was a big part of. Uh, of teaching me, you know, top waters and, and soft plastics and just kind of understanding how the water worked. Um, which, uh, which actually Mo, um, that year when I was fishing with him, he, he caught the star winning trout. So, oh, wow. yeah, it was, I think it was like nine, nine pounds, something, you know, Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it, it was, it was fat. Um, and actually, uh, he, I think he, he invited us after, uh, he caught that trout that year uh, and the reason why he invited us because he's he he basically it was basically i felt like like he accomplished whatever he wanted to accomplish in fishing um, <laughs> and like he doesn't you know that's it so he he really took us under a wing um and uh we i that's where my solid foundation from it uh, grew from and then of course we had like too cool I, I i that was a big thing as well um and it's just yeah the internet, the, the these forums back then were were great, um, and of course now that I I actually haven't been to too cool in a while, but a lot of these forums are kind of like kind of dead because Facebook came around. All right. um, where Facebook, you can you can basically post you know a, a thread and you can just instantly respond to everything, um, and uh, you know, so with the internet. You know, there's obviously there, there's, you know, and I, I, you may know where I'm getting at, but. No, no, I don't. (laughs) Hey, somebody posted a name, Sonny Mills. I haven't feel, I haven't heard that name in years. He used to compete a lot in the original Lone Star kayak series. I used to, he was a a solid fisherman. Oh, Uh, yeah. He'd be in the top, top Sonny Mills. I didn't know he had a YouTube video. That's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing that, Phil. Um. I was, and I heard Sonny Mills in a while. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I, I met Sonny a couple, uh, quite a few times when I was working at FTU, and he was always, you know, very helpful. And you know, oh, I wasn't. Huh? 
Did he work there? Yeah, I just always no, met up. No, there. no, he he would stop by every once in a while. Um, and uh, and uh, I, me being like, I don't want to be that intrusive. Like, where do you fish? But you know, more of like, you know, you know, how, how's how? What's the conditions out there? What am I looking for? Kind of stuff. But um, I, I as 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 we got from the forums to Facebook, I did start seeing a shift, and it could have been it could have been um, not only because uh, it, there was a shift, but mainly be, also could be because there's more people access it's more accessible to people and more people are on there asking questions right um i think this is where kind of like the bad stuff of the internet and phishing is where you kind of oh sorry was this shift when uh facebook and myspace kind of that shift was it around that time or no no this you know no 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 this is like like i said like 2000 and now at this point it's like 2013 14 ish time frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, at that point, you know, you started seeing all these questions. It's like, and of course, you still see it online. Like, where are you fishing? And that's it. That's the only the only question that they would ask. Or if you post a report, you get you get a DM. You know, hey, <laughs> drop me a pin. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So so what are what are your thoughts on that? What are what are your thoughts? Uh, because this is obviously we're, we're just going to shift over. This is the bad stuff of fishing in the internet. So what, what are your thoughts about that? I mean, I give them the spot. See what, see what part, man. I mean, <laughs> no shame in my game. Just tell them where I'm catching it at. Okay. Everybody <laughs> heard all, you just have to stop, you know, stop at where he said, <laughs> see what part, just say he gives you the spot. So yeah, you, know, you can go bashing part, later. Just everybody ask, you know, where is he fishing? And, and, and just get mad at him. <laughs> yeah. And if that's your tournament spot, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, no, you're right. I do get like a, uh, I was getting those a lot, like messages, and 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 I don't mind helping people out, but I mean, I mean, you guys are, are missing a lot of the the fun in it, you know. The fun is learning, you know, making mistakes, and if I tell you where it at, where it's at, I mean, I've I've been with people, and if I tell you where it's at, and uh, you're not doing the same thing I'm doing, you're probably not going to catch anything. Um, cause some of these things they take, uh, you got to learn their patterns and, and you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing out there. Cause, uh, you know, just water columns can be different, you know, like if I'm out there smoking them on tops and you're, you're fishing, you know, fishing, you know, on the bottom and the fish are not in that water column, you know? So sometimes, uh, but there, there's, there's a lot of those. I know I joke around too. I was like, Hey, where's your spot at? But I'm only joking, you know? And. But some people they're really serious. They they, they want their uh, I think you coined this term. They want their hands held uh, to like on uh, you know you know where are you fishing at you know. But um, you know it, it's just there, there's a part where information information is good, but uh, too much information you might suck the fun out of it. I'm I'm you know I'm just guessing that that would be my take on it. Yeah, so uh, this actually brings up kind of two two stories. One of them is from the past, and one of them actually very recently. Uh, so back in uh, a while back, um, I and I may have told the story at some point, but um, there's a, a couple people from Austin. They were visiting Galveston. They posted up on the forum that hey, we're going to go down to Galveston. Uh, we're, we're bringing our kayaks. Uh, you know, can somebody show us the ropes? And, you know, they, they fish like, I think they fish like Ladybird Lake or something like that for bass uh, all the time, but they, they don't have any, I, I don't have a clue on when it comes to saltwater. Um, 
even though you should be able to cross apply, you know, whatever, some, some bass fishing knowledge to, to saltwater and vice versa. But, um, you know, they came in and I, you know, I was like, Hey, I'm heading out that day. If you want to tag along, let's go. And we'll, we'll go from there. And, you know, our first spot, I remember we went to, we, I think we went, we went out of sea aisle. Uh, I took him out of there. We, we, we were just drifting across that big flat out there and I was using a corky and I started catching a couple trout here and there. It wasn't as good as I thought it would be. Uh, they, they, I, yeah, I only caught like 20, 20 trout over 20 inches. Yeah. Was it, was it that good though? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that good. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and I remember they, they caught like a couple of, uh, a gaff top catfish using like popping cork and like a, like a, like a DOA shrimp and something like that. Um, so we packed it up and we we drove towards the pass and it was we had a really strong incoming tide and it was bringing in all the seaweed and I'm like oh crap it's gonna be it's gonna be so difficult to fish because all that seaweed is like gonna foul up our lines and I literally we went out there and I found this big open patch like a hundred yards of just nothing after going through like just like with the with the mirage drive just like getting seaweed caught at every single kick you know oh and we and found it this, stuck in your rudder too yeah. Oh. Yeah, and it feels like you're dragging like a dead body behind you because all yes. that seaweed's just accumulating. But there's this big open patch, which is nice, green, clear water. And once we got out of there, I started seeing all this raft of mullet just swim right by the right along the edge of the of that seaweed. Instantly, top water threw it on, cast, cast uh, twitch, 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 boom! This trout came from underneath them, just blew it up. And nice. you know, I started catching all these trout, and I wave the guys over it's like hey they're over here they're they're kind of underneath this, this mullet which are hanging hugging the uh, this uh, seaweed real close so they came over and we were we were fishing and they got some blow-ups um uh, but they didn't stick any and you know it's just you know that's fishing yeah. but then i started um i realized that the mullet started going into the uh, underneath the grass and we were sticking on the outside edge and basically i got um like i had a one ounce jig head and the reason why I did that, because I basically like just chucked it straight, tried to struck it, chuck it straight at the seaweed. And so it, it would push, you know, like Punch. I'm basically punching it. I'm yeah. punching seaweed um, right. and it would go through and some of the, it, it foul a little bit, but not as badly as if I, you know, chucked an eighth ounce or a quarter ounce. Um, right. And once it got underneath there and got past the mullet thump, it just pull a trout out. Like, you know, what you see in a, all those people uh, punching uh, on bass fishing shows and they just pull this trout out. And I was doing that and I was like telling them, hey, if you, uh, I have an extra ounce jig head, you know, here, throw them on. Here's the bass assassin I'm using. Just toss it. Eh. I, I limited out on trout that day. Um, and I think both of them, they ended up with like one or two. Mm. Um, and it was just a lot of that. And I think it had to do with like, the knowledge and of course i was really busy and i i wasn't that great of a guide and not like i didn't tell them what i was doing i was just like just doing it yeah yeah just throw it right there yeah just throw right there just throw right there um <laughs> but you know i think a lot of it had to do with the the kind of the experience that built up for me to get to that point to to yeah. to actually understand like that that's this may work you know and i'm gonna try it right. um and then it brings me to this year where I, you know early in the show i was talking about how you know, our, uh, the knock and tail lures. I was, if you heard, you heard on the show that I love basically all I throw is a quarter ounce jig head. Um, but basically talking to you and talking to other fishermen, you know, we were talking about the, the shad hatch during the spring and how it's very difficult to match the hatch this year. I went to, um, you know, I, I ran a situation where I knew the fish were there. They just weren't hitting what we were throwing. 
Uh, and I put on a 16th ounce jig head, which, you know, I, I never do. And I right. put on a three and a half, those three and a half inch uh, knock and tail lure limit of trout, you know, and my buddy and I, we were, we've been fishing this area for like three hours and it was, we didn't get anything, but instantly, right when I put on that 16th and the three and a half trout, 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 they were there. I knew they were there. Just, just weren't yeah. biting. Yeah. 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 Oh, they weren't so, biting what you were throwing. Yeah, they weren't biting what I was throwing. Right. Um, and um, I, I want to share a creative technique that I uh, that uh, similar to that is uh, I use a um, I had a clear a clear cork or is a clear cork, <laughs> and I put a bubble clucker on there, and it was a silver fork tongue, I think. I threw it out there and I put procure on it, and it just stayed right in the column. And that thing just kept getting hit after hit after hit. And that's from like throwing, like watching Shad get tore up, bait get busted up. And it's like, you're like, man, what am I doing? It's not working. And I just knew that I wasn't, I kept going past that water column. And I just needed to be on the top side of that water column. And uh, sure enough, man, that worked for me. So several years back, but I've gone to just using lighter baits and lighter jig heads and better technique in casting so if i'm usually throwing something that light i'm throwing with the wind or you got to dial back your uh, brakes on your uh, bait caster if you're using a bait caster yeah but uh and i think this good. this kind of shows that you know where the internet provides you know the right. facebook and, and and even like if you go if you look on forums you know it provides such a plethora of information online i mean you can go on google and type you know best Galveston fishing spots and it will show it'll bring up some stuff you know um and, and of course if you if you dig deep enough you'll find some really good stuff too yeah. um but at the same time i think you know for for you and, and for me and and i know it's different for everybody people learn differently um but i think from the, the experience that we gained from the you know not only the the, the the experience we gained from just going out but the knowledge that we gained from skunking you know Oh yeah, yeah. That you know, there are days whenever you know. I'm sure. Uh, will you admit it? Will you admit it, Merrill? You've skunked on occasion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I've skunked quite a few times when I first started out, man. Uh, yeah, I mean that was just part of the game. But those were my best learning days. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. I, mean, I, 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 at first those days were frustrating, but over a while you learned that those days can be very helpful because you'll know what not to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, Have and I stunk recently? Man, it's been years. <laughs> it's been years. Um, but, I, um, I will, I will say for me, I've been, I've been skunked a couple times this year. Oh, um, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah it, it, but it's, it's maybe because you're going like an hour or two, right. Or something. Well, no, no, no. It's because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying new things. You know, oh, okay. so it, it's it's but but it's those learning experiences where I'm going trying new things and and it, it's it's all part of the learning process. You know, I yeah. and I think I've said this on a show before. As long as you learn something from your trip, right? It, it doesn't matter what it is. As long as you learn something from your trip, I think it's a good trip. You know, it it it, it, it you know while it is always fun to cat you know go out there and catch limits. Um, you know, if you bring, if you bring some knowledge home, I think you've done well. Mm -hmm. Um, 
that way that you can build upon it. And as long as you build upon it, I should say, because if you just learn something and don't really apply it, then it kind of is a wasted trip at right, that right. point. But I, and, and I, if we, if we go a little bit further with this, like if we, we push the envelope a little bit more on this concept I mean, we right can. here. Huh? We can. I, I said we can, cause yeah. I mean, if you want to, we can. I mean, yeah, there's... we're we're gonna go ahead and push push the envelope a little further here. Um, so the the big thing now that we see, not only just YouTube, but we, you know, it, it's like you see like these these fishermen, YouTube fishermen on there who have like Patreons and and whatnot, um, and they're just apparently they you if you uh, uh, sign up for their Patreon, they just um, uh, they they'll just give away spots. But <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's like. Like, how do you look at a situation like that, right? At first, um, it was fun, like, when we used to joke about it. But then it's like, uh, I think some people took it, like, real serious. So I'm like, man, I'm me, I'm, like, 99% of the time I'm always joking and laughing. And some people might take it the wrong way. And I'm like, you know, so I kind of regress back from joking. But, I mean, a part of me is, like, glad that they're making money and and. And is it like relative to like going guide fishing, you know, like, like you pay a guide to take you fishing, but he shows you how. And yeah, I know but- I've, been to, I've been to the, I've been to some, some spots and it's like, uh, used to be nobody there. And then, uh, you know, somebody will blast it on Facebook and then it's like, that spot's not what it used to be, uh, because of, you know, you know, so social media and stuff, but. Me, I just move around. Like, ah, I'll find another spot. I'll find a new area. So I'm kind of like, uh, I'm not a, like, I really feel like I don't have an opinion about it. You know, I feel like, uh, yeah, I just feel like I don't have an opinion about Patreon. I, I mean, good for those guys making money, you know. But, um, you know, I'll move around. You know, how do you feel? Yeah. So uh, before I tell how I feel, for those of you who are in our chat, you know, we're, we're talking about Patreon uh, to just just kind of give a short comment about what how you feel about it. Yeah, let us uh, know I, how you guys feel. Yeah, let I us mean, know how you feel. I could um, just be like one of those people that just because I, I know sometimes I'm oblivious to things like, yeah, like I'm really oblivious to things. Uh, stuff will be going on and I'm like, man, I didn't even see that or I didn't even know that was going on, you know, but, you know. Yeah, and, yeah uh, that's right, Flacco. Catch fish. Catch not fish, feelings. not feelings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but um, so for for me, it's um, I do. So the capitalist in me feels that good for them. You know, they're making money doing what they love. You know, if it, you know, it's if it's completely legal to do what they do, go for it. Live your life. Be happy. Um. Uh, but, <laughs> but the fisherman in me, the fisherman in me, whenever, like you said, you know, I, I go to a spot where, you know, I spent, I spent years going there and there's never anybody there or hardly anybody there. And then all of a sudden I start seeing two, three, four, five, six, ten, fifteen 10, 15 people on a consistent basis at that location and they're fishing it. I'm a little peeved, just a little bit. Because um, all your hard work, right? All that hard work, all that stuff you've done, you feel like you're robbed a little bit. Is that is that yeah, about right? A little bit, but, but it's not. Also, not not not. It's more than that. It's they're in the area, and they're fishing it, and 
for me, I'm I'm very you know I, I'm the same opinion. Usually, if there if there's a bunch of people fishing where I want to fish, I'll just continue moving on, and you know I'll find something else. I, I feel confident in my abilities that I can find the fish somewhere else, and and you know just not intrude upon that area. Um, but one of the things I'm I'm a little bit peeved about is obviously I do believe fishing pressure is a thing. You know if you know there are resident fish who just kind of just stay there, um, and and if they're constantly being, you know, thrown lures, thrown bait, whatever, being fished for, they're going to get wary. And over time, you know, that may pa- get passed down and you're going to get locked out. I, I, I believe that. Um, at the same time, it's it just it's also sets up a situation for like just pot licking in general. <laughs> <laughs> because if you go in there and, and fish the area and... You know, you especially if like if you know what you're doing, you know, you know the patterns, you know the water, how the water's moving, you know where the fish are, and you start catching fish, people are gonna watch, you know, they're gonna watch and you know, they're gonna slide up behind you. And um and it it's just there eventually again that get, brings it back to the fishing pressure. Uh I'll the other some of these opinions that we got. Are you still t- uh I, yeah, I have I have one more point. I have one point. Yeah. We, can, we can kind of talk about some what yeah, the comic okay, section cool. saying, and, and the other thing, and it goes back to where we're you know the, the internet kind of hand you know it holds their hand as they go and fish. It, it's another thing that whenever we're out there and you know they're fishing and and they they get they get led here because of you know Patreon or whatever on the internet. Not even just Patreon. They get led here because of the internet and they're fishing it and they they catch a bunch of fish, but they don't know why they did well. And I feel like that's a lot of people where they'll go out there and they'll catch, they'll catch a limit of trout. They'll catch a limit of reds. They'll catch a limit of flounder, whatever. And then they'll come back the next, the next time they go out and they don't understand why they, they got skunked. Right. And or, or they, they watch you fish an area or birds or something and they're catching little trout. And then there's a strategy to catch the bigger trout certain areas too where a lot of people are like oh don't go there there's a whole bunch of dink they're they're watching you catch fish but they can't catch the right size fish but that yeah. would go you know that would go with uh well go ahead i'm sorry yeah yeah and no 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 that that's it's it's i think for the people who who kind of have that mentality and they go and they go into with that kind of mentality and go with it fishing like that i i don't know if they're getting the most out of their fishing experience um, and that's frustrating to me, mainly because I think it's the same people whenever, you know, although they, they think it's all about the spot. It's all about the spot. And there'll be the same people on, on, you know, on Facebook, where'd you go? Where, you know, instead of asking like, what are the conditions? You know, what's, uh, what was the tide doing? Or what was the bottom like? Or, 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 you know, asking the good questions, you know, to help them glean some knowledge that we've, we've provided, you know, for, for some of the people who, who, you know, they, they do detailed reports or, or on YouTube, they, uh, they, they, you know, they, they talk about their experiences and whatnot. So, um, yeah, let's just go ahead and, and kind of see what, what some of the, the people on here are talking about, uh, yeah. some of our listeners, which by the way, if you, are listening on podcasts uh, on, on any of the podcast platforms. Um, if you want to join us live, you can go to facebook.com forward slash one last cast podcast. Uh, we're also on YouTube um, and uh, you can find us on there and uh, you know, join us. We're, we're live. Try to be live every other Wednesday um, at 7 p.m. Central time. 
So uh, just join us and you can chat with us as we, we go through this. Um, and I, uh, the first comment I want to say is uh, Curtis is saying that I'm always potlicking him. I think it's the other way around, but let's yeah. keep going. <laughs> well, he, pot, he potlicked me too when I was out there fishing uh, many years back. He went and potlicked me. So I see you, Curtis. <laughs> he actually so, took a picture of me uh, holding the fish. He didn't do justice because it was a nice size fish, but the way he took the picture, he didn't get a good angle on it. Yeah, so um, so uh, so uh, uh, we have Scott Perry here. He says I disagree with people over sharing spots, and and I think there's a lot of people they they disagree with sharing spots, um, and um, you know, uh, actually, Flacco has a serious question here. Uh, so can we clarify what pocket pot licking is? I used to think it was people using live bait, but I guess now it's people fishing your spot. Uh, wouldn't that be spot licking? Uh, I always thought pot licking was when somebody come in comes in a, a spot or somebody that's trying to fish the same spot you're fishing. That's what I thought. I think spot licking was a joke. Something will happen with Daniel Opero where he got it. He, he made a joke or something. And I, that's when I remember seeing the word spot licking and said, no, you mean pot licking. That's all I remember about that spot licking thing. Um, and I think he just got it wrong because his English is not so great. <laughs> Calling him out there. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what I remember. I mean, <laughs> am I supposed to? Am I supposed to sugarcoat that one? Uh, yeah. Uh, and for me, I, uh, the the pot licking part. Um, so for me, if you think about the, the, I think about the ocean. The ocean is the pot. That is the pot. And there's going to be those pockets of, of that inside that pot. There's going to be these areas where, the, you know, the good stuff is within there. And, you know, going to them because somebody told you that's where it is. That's that to me, that's pot licking. Uh, I think there's the pot licking also is probably a um, I'm, I don't know the like the uh, etymology, which is like the, the word study, the word study of words of the word pot licking. But I probably it's probably related to um uh, it could be related in the sense of fishing to like crab pots and stuff like that, like maybe stealing a crab pot. But um, I, I'm not a, I, I'm not a hundred percent, but it makes sense. Um, and um, <laughs> <laughs> these comments are funny. Um, and, 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 and for pot licking, uh, for using bait. No, I, 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 I feel I have no, at least in my definition, if you use bait, Use bait. You know, you're fishing. That that's that's great. You know, even croakers. You feel like people that so you're not one of those people that have an opinion about croaker maybe being uh, you being a trout conservative. You think like using croaker is? Uh, e do you think it's easier to use croaker? Than oh yeah, it is no, no. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I totally believe that croaker is like is 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 cheating kind of in a way. <laughs> but but for me, I understand like so. And I said, I know I've said this before too. Whenever I'm exploring new areas and especially I'm looking for areas with trout, I will sometimes bring croaker with me to a new area just so that I can like, okay, the, there's definitely a trout here. And then I'll come back, you know, I, I know the trout are here, I'll fish it. And then I'll come back, you know, later and just throw strictly artificial and, and, and try to figure it out. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you use, for me, fishing, it's all about using what the environment gives you. Um, using artificials is just like, you know, a, a challenge to that. 
But if you if you use croaker, if you use shrimp, dead mullet, whatever, it, if that if you're out there doing that and having fun, I don't really care. Um, as long as you follow follow the laws within like keeping you know your especially your trout and stuff like that. And for me, right. like I release most of my fish anyway, so it doesn't you know it doesn't matter. So right. um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. We've we've been doing a lot of releasing. Uh, I've been getting people that uh, want to release a lot in Corpus, even though I. You know, I let them, you know, I kind of give them the heads up, you know, uh, that Corpus has a lot of trout. <laughs> if you want to <laughs> let them go, like, yeah, no, we're getting a lot of conservative people lately. So, yeah. and, and that's cool. completely fine. I think that's completely yeah. fine. So, yeah, I think that's cool. I, I like those kind of people because it's like, you know, it's actually good for people that, uh, you know, that, uh, that guide because that's another opportunity for you to catch that fish again, you know, so yeah. versus yeah. taking out it, taking it out of the pool. You know, but, yeah, but, and of uh, course, uh, and of course, if you are also catch and release, uh, as Flacco said, you can always catch and release into the grease. So, <laughs> <laughs> catch and release to the grease. Um, yeah, so, so, yeah, so it, it's it is a, it is a touchy subject, and and it's the the main thing for me is that I, for me, I I want people to learn because. Fishing is, is just not about spots. It's, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, and, and it's to me, I, I, and of course, maybe I'm projecting a little bit. That may be it too. Like, you know, because I learned, I want people to learn. Um, but at the same time, I, I think that it's, it provides a more enjoyable experience, like you said. Um, and I think somebody in the, in the comments said as well, it's like part of the learning part of the experience is like going out there and finding your own spot and doing your thing and, and, and being successful. Yeah. Yeah. My, my thing was, uh, write your own book is what I tell people, you know, write, write your own strategies, write your own book. Um, see, I, one of the things I do is I book a lot of different guides and I try to learn from them bits and pieces of what they know and what they learn and try to build it all together and put it in, you know, and I shouldn't say a book, but like in my mind on, what to do, what not to do, and learn, you know, just learn it. And I don't want to say like what a conglomerate of it, of everybody's information, but that should be everybody, you know, try to go out there and not, maybe not book guides, but just go out there and learn different stuff and make some mistakes and write your own book, you know. So, you know what I heard? What? I heard that Merrill goes out there and books guides and uh, turns on his GPS and just marks all the spots out there. <laughs> <laughs> and pot like them. <laughs> Thanks for the spots, pal. <laughs> uh, and, and Curtis on here, uh, he actually posted something, always turn off your location on your phone when, t when taking pics. Actually, um, so that... Is that true? Like, so, okay. So if you, if you post on Facebook, if you post an image on Facebook, you're fine. Because Facebook scrubs the the EXIF data, on all the data, uh, GPS data and everything else on from your from the picture. However, if you post on like a forum, like TKF, um, uh, Too Cool, uh, Fish West End as well. Um, so images they ha generally have it's called EXIF data, um, and if you have it, if you have the GPS enabled on your phone or your camera because now a lot of these high-end cameras, they have like GPS data on it. Um, you can actually download the photo and bring up where the GPS location is and just put that oh, in wow. Google Maps and it'll show you where it is. Um, slight, you know, kind of a hack there if you didn't know. But um, Thanks, man. That's pretty cool. I'm going to start doing yeah. that. 
Yeah, but it, like I said, if you post on Facebook, you're completely fine because I don't think there's really a way for you to get. I think Facebook scrubs it, so it's it's fine. Yeah, I heard that uh, from a buddy of mine. Uh, he told me, "Hey, man, turn turn off your GPS uh, when you're taking your pictures." And this was like a couple years back. So I I said, "Well, okay, well, where am I fishing at then?" <laughs> he didn't tell me, uh, <laughs> but I was like, "All right, well, tell me where I'm fishing at." Ram said, uh, at the end of the day, it's just fishing. Yeah. So Ram, uh, Ram's also a Patreon guy, um, YouTuber. Um, <laughs> I mean, so he's one of the guys that uh, fishes uh, pyramid weights, uh, half a mullet on the bottom of the jetties. We're Thank we're just we're just Ram. joking, Ram. But but <laughs> I think I think that is a very good quote. You know, and. <laughs> It it slightly bothers me, but it's not gonna. It's not like you know. Live and let live, um, and I think that's a very good kind of outlook to take on it. You know, it, it, at the end of the day, it is just fishing. Uh, you go out there and you're having fun. I. Yeah, I, I, really... I think I seen uh, Ram at the jetties one time uh, throwing like, like four ounce weight pyramid weight right into the jetty. Said that's where the fish are at. Bowed up, and I'm like, man, I'm pretty sure that's a rock, buddy. And he's just yeah, fighting this, fighting this rock, and then finally broke him off, man. That's who. We're, that's how I remember Ram. I'm just yeah. teasing Ram. I'm messing with you, Ram. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I, I would like to see how the fishing is doing over there on the jetties over there. And uh, I've been fishing the backside for a while of uh, Packery Channel. Yeah, so um, how just how's the jetties doing? I think that's kings, and y'all get lucky every now and then. The kings will start running close by, and you think I saw somebody catch a sailfish there once. Dang, I yeah. know uh, over at Surfside. Um, was, it, was it surf? It was some jetties. I don't know. I, I my know not that good, so since <laughs> we're on the topic. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know on Surfside they occasionally they'll have kingfish coming to the end of the jetties there, um, mm -hmm. and they'll, they'll catch them, but. Um, Oh, uh, Port A too, for sure. I've seen them there. I seen one. Yeah, I seen one jump up easily, thirty, forty feet in the air, just. And I trolled around that area for a long time and couldn't get them to bite. But Dang. yeah, but My um, weren't attuned yeah. then. Yeah, so we we we've kind of we kind of touched on a little bit of the the bad stuff with with the internet, but what about the good stuff? There has to be some good stuff. The knowledge, I mean, the knowledge you gain from it, you know, it's always good. I mean, we're part of the the knowledge-based system as well, these podcasts. Um, Ram has a pretty good podcast, too, that I like. Um, um, uh, Adler, oh, actually, Playbook. Yeah, speaking, speaking of that, I, I, I totally blanked on that. I, I even have it on my list here. Yeah, so um, a little bit late, but uh, actually yesterday or the day before, um, I went on the, the day before that. I went. I went on the Paddler's Playbook. Uh, graciously, um, the, the host there, uh, uh, Drew and um, uh, Chris, uh, they they uh, they invited me on there, and it's we talked about uh, another controversial topic of of uh, cheating and fishing and uh, um, cheating and fishing. Yeah, cheating and fishing. Jonathan doesn't want me to get, you know get on these topics. He said it'll probably you guys can't handle yourselves. You go crazy. <laughs> say comments and start fights and meeting up places so anyways yeah I guess we'll regress from it 
But anyways, we, I went on the Paddler's Playbook and it was a great time. So if you, um, uh, I believe it's it, it, it was released already. So if you want to go listen to another good conversation, uh, just go look up the Paddler's Playbook, another good podcast based, uh, based out of Houston um, as well. Um, awesome people to talk to. Uh, they're very funny. Um, uh, but I think we'll, for us, we'll stick with the more technical stuff on fishing, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, but um, <laughs> but but when you talk when you talk about the knowledge, you, you're exactly right. You know, I, and I'm sorry I interrupted you. Um, uh, no, but, no big deal. But, but um, uh, actually, no, no. I want you to continue. You're talking about like all the knowledge base that that's out there. So I I want you to continue with that 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 thought because I think it's a good one. Yeah, the knowledge base that you get from it. Um, so I mean, you'd be surprised just by listening to some of the stuff. Most of the informative people that are good at what they do, they tell you everything you need to know, like everything. But it's hard to listen sometimes because you're always in that mindset of what if, especially like the different strategies and different stuff. But I mean, good information people will tell you exactly what to do and how to do it. But it's the part of listening uh, that... I know I struggled with sometimes and I was like, man, you know what? Well, not, you know, I don't know if I can flip that. I usually listen, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, and the information, you know, we're all part of the information base, just like YouTube. Uh, I remember I was doing for a while for two years uh, when they first came up with uh, Facebook live. Um, I was a gentleman that went live uh, after he caught a fish and daily Daily, ah, I forgot his name. He passed away. Um, and I thought, you know, what would it be like to go live before I even cast? So I did that for a while. There's some old videos on my Facebook. You guys get bored and you want to watch them. Poor, poor lighting, <laughs> poor audio, poor everything. <laughs> but you'll see me kiss a couple fish here and there. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, so that, that a lot of that stuff was information for you guys and free all this is just free and you know hopefully you can learn from it and see the mistakes that i've made sometimes i made mistakes while i was going live and learn hey you know Merrill, it's not good to cast in 25 mile an hour win but i did it anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's i think because the knowledge is out there uh and I think this is also kind of a sign of our times as well, um, unfortunately. But it's it. The one, another thing that I see is like people don't know how to do the research mm. because that knowledge is, like you said, is out there. Um, and it, it, let me actually let me give you a, a quick rundown of how to look at some of these Facebook pages, some of the forms that you may find on there, and how to figure out, you know how to fish that area or, or, or fish that certain species, whatever. So for example, you know, if you're struggling during the winter, one of the things that you can do on Facebook, one of the things you can do in a form is there's always a search feature. You know, you can search for the posts that happened between, you know, uh, early December to February. Um, and you can see all these posts that people made during these times. And usually people post, you know, they'll post, oh, this is my skunk set. Or they'll post, yeah, it's like 20 degrees out here, but I have a limit. Mm -hmm. And you want to look at those those posts, uh, you know, those those threads or those posts. Hey, I, I, it's 20 degrees out here, but I caught that limit. And then right. you're, you're going to look at, look, read that post. 
Read right. that post, top to that's bottom. That's my post, by the way. Yeah, that that, <laughs> with the frozen beard and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I ha I think I had ice on my beard that day too. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty cold out there. Like, what is this idiot doing out there? But man, people wanted to go. We're catching them, so we're going. Yeah. <laughs> and and you you read through that post, um, and and you're gonna read like you know sometimes it's very very detailed, or sometimes you're just like I went out there and and caught um you know uh you know just caught a limit that's it um and of course one the other thing next thing you can do read the comments read the thread go right. deeper into it um because people are going to be asking you know it, like let's say this happened two years ago they're going to ask hey uh you know great job you'll see a bunch of those or i'm jealous whatever nice fish but then you also see um hey uh you know what was the what was the the conditions like um, or depth, what, which is really important. Depth, right? or, or sometimes you may even find somebody who says, you know, where are you fishing? Uh, <laughs> if they ask that, and then they'll, you know, you can look. There's information further, further, and either people are going to start talking about it, or the 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 person who originally posted is going to respond to these stuff, and there's just more information, more information, more information, um, so that you can gain all this knowledge that's out there, and then you can continue looking at other posts. And just sort of combining all of this information. Hey, it's, you know, whenever it's really cold like that, you're looking for something at like, you know, more than, you know, 10 foot of water. You're looking for that mud shell mix. You want that deep drop. Uh, ideally, you want it uh, better. In, in this certain area, you want that, that incoming tide or the outgoing right. tide. Right. And you can start developing a picture in your head. Okay, so this is what they're telling me. Um, you know, and let's say that you're, you live in a different area. You don't even live in Gallison. Oh, but I, you know, I live in Corpus Christi. I know of a spot that's like that, where there's that steep drop off. It has that mud shell mix and, you know, it has that, that corner where the water's rushing around on the incoming tide. Um, right, right. And then that you is, can apply that. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, that's good information right there. And, and I guarantee you, whenever you go, if you do that and you, you do your research um, and, and you go out there and you, you go out and limit yourself, that is a very satisfying feeling. It is yeah. very satisfying. Um, and one thing, like like I said, that I, I haven't done as much as I wanted to, mainly because like I don't go fishing as much anymore because I'm an adult and it sucks. But um, is going to these new places, you know, and exploring and like, hey, on Google Maps, this looks really similar to an area that I know that I know holds fish. I'm going to go here, go there. And I do amazing. Yeah. It's just like I've never been here and I do great. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess uh, that actually brought up another thing. What is the best way to approach somebody to talk to them about fishing um, and, and just get, gain knowledge? Like, obviously, the, the worst, I think the worst thing is, like, go up to somebody who's like, where do you fish? Right. Like, that's just, uh, for, at least for me, that's an immediate turnoff. So I'm not going to, like, you know, I, I may not engage with them as much. But, yeah, you know, what, what, what questions would you ask, Meryl, if you wanted to find out more information? Um. Man, me? I mean, shit. I don't ask anybody shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the cussing. I forget we got kids on here sometimes. Um, if I was, if I wanted to, to learn something, uh, maybe, uh, what, hey, or, uh, what color, uh, maybe what color lures are you using? Or, uh, man, I don't know, man. That's a good question, dude. You stumped me on that one. Yeah. So, like, if you, if you want, you know, you went with uh, um, Captain Chad. 
Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, you went with Captain Chad a little bit while back. Like, I'm right. sure you asked him a bunch of questions about, you know, why you're fishing to, to kind of learn the area. So, you know, if you're online and you, some, you see somebody do really well, what would you ask to kind of learn? Um, right. So, so, so I asked him, hey, like, um, so one of the spots we got here, obviously, um, he kind of broke it down for us as we were there. Like, and this is how we're going to work. And I noticed that when we were fishing, I felt there was a change in the water as we were working this area, like uh, the temperature and there was a little steep little. And that is actually when I was further back behind it and I cast it on that gut, that is actually where I hooked that 29 inch trout. Uh, it was a hair under 30, but anyways, caught that trout there. And I realized, hey man, you know, there's a gut here. And so I asked him more like, is there, you know, He's like, yeah, but he had, like, in his mind, he had markers and what to do and what to do. And he actually went and explained a lot of the stuff. Um, as far as questions, I felt like he gave me all the tools and information I needed. Um, I did ask him if he had a fat boy that I can borrow because I didn't bring any. And he gave me this blow pop fat boy. And uh, he said it works pretty good here. So... Um, as far as asking questions, I think a good question would be to ask is like, um, hey, you know, I get this too sometimes from even, uh, don't worry, I'm not going to put their names out there, but guides like, hey, look, I don't, I don't want the location. I just need to know like where are you finding them? Like, you know, and, um, you know, so I'll say, hey, you know, right now, I just recently, I told him, man, I'm catching them over structure because the trout are breeding right now. Uh, and they're over like shell, uh, reefs, um, and structure right now. And they're sp not, they're bre uh, uh, spawning. And we're starting to cut them, uh, they're starting to cut them open with uh, um, small signs of eggs in them. But um, we're catching them pretty aggressive over structure right now. Uh, and reefs and stuff like that, and doing pretty good on the south shoreline. But like information like that, not like, hey, I'm catching them in Dana's Cove. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like yeah. that. You know, it's like, you know, I'm catching them, you know, over structure. And, and that helps out a lot of people, too. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I know when they're spawning or I know when, you know, there's, you know, I know this small shell patch that not a lot of people know about. Trout like to hang over there when they spawn. Or I know some grass areas that they spawn over. I'm going to go hit that spot up and they'll, do, they'll be successful, you know. So um, I still get those questions, though, a lot. But as far as me asking questions, I think lure lure selection is important for me. I guess somebody, if somebody were telling me, "Hey, you know, we're doing good with this lure," that that would probably cut a cut that cut a lot of learning. Yeah, and, and before I continue on, how I I just don't understand, Meryl, how do you go on a on a trophy trout trip with Captain Chad and not bring a freaking fat boy? <laughs> I didn't bring nothing, dude. I was like, man. Uh, I know, you know what? I left it in the car. That's what it was. I did bring a fat boy. I brought a pink fat boy, brand new, in the package, and I just totally forgot to bring it. And uh, yeah, yeah, I left it in the car because I had it in a bag. I had it in, that's right, that's what it was. I had it in a bag and I just forgot to bring it. As you can see, Meryl is always prepared for the situation. But no, I'm, I'm using that guy like, hey, can I borrow your pen, man? I forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> I was one of those guys. But uh, yeah, so I think part of it, 
and, and this is part of it too is like just have a conversation with them obviously you know the worst thing i think the worst thing to do is just like go up and say hey where are you fishing but go and ask those questions hey um you know i see that you're using the uh, this you know this lure i don't have experience with it how do you work that or um you know what were the conditions like um you know it looks like the tide was doing this today did you notice that that had any effect where you were uh, and just start talking to them. And of course, some people, you know, they're naturally, they're not going to, they're just claim up. They're not going to talk to any, tell you anything. But if you get into a conversation with these people, you know, especially you, this is basically like out of the blue, you know, you're not, you don't know this person um, and they don't know you, but if you get into that conversation and, you know, you develop a rapport over time, maybe that, you know, they'll start opening up and, 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 you know, you can get the information that you need to develop yourself. Um, and overall, it's just building up your knowledge base, you know? Right. Uh, uh, I think we got a question. You want to answer a couple questions before we go off? I feel like uh, I think uh, Ram had a good question. Um, like, how tight is the kayak community? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, he uh, we have Ram here. Um, uh, he's uh, He has the Spools, uh, Spool Life Live. I think is that is that right? Yeah, he, he put it up here. He he posted it up here. It's it's uh let me see if I can find it. And it was while he it on him. Yeah, while while he looks yeah. for that. Yeah, so uh his question is or or kind of comment, how tight it's a question, how tight of a knit of a group do you think all the kayak anglers are in your in in your opinion? Um I've I've actually found kayakers to be a pretty agreeable bunch, you know. Uh you know, we're, we're our own, own group. Um, for the most part, we, uh, um, oh, yeah, that's right. He, he, he runs the Spooled Life Live. Live. Um, yeah. Also another great, you know, kind of live show that, um, uh, and that I think he's out of Corpus, right? So. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. So, so um, yeah. another, if you guys are looking for something else to listen to, uh, Spooled Life Live, uh, you can go find them uh, over there. Uh, but I found that the kayakers overall are very agreeable. You know, we have our own our own group. Um, we, for a lot of us, we have our own hatred of boaters. <laughs> uh, we have our own opinions about boat ramps. <laughs> yeah. Yep, um, yep. But I've, 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 for the most part, you know, I've been in a couple tournaments where I fish out of my kayak, but it's a boat, you know, like a boat tournament. Um, and it's kind of intimidating to go up and talk to some of these boaters. Um, but, you know, in these kayak tournaments that I've been to, it's just a smaller group. You know, us kayakers, at least in our area, it's a smaller group. And it feels like I, you know, even with a very limited knowledge base, I kind of feel like I know everybody. And it's just more easier to go up and talk to them. Right. Um, and at least that's my opinion. So what, what about you? I heard that all kayakers smoke weed. That's what the last comment was on DSKA. They're all, <laughs> they're all potheads. <laughs> well, I'll tell you guys, I'm not a pothead, but, you know. What do you guys think about that comment? Um, uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Yeah, so it was, um, you know, wh how do you, uh, do you think like the kayak kayak anglers, are they like a tight-knit community? Or how yeah, do you yeah. feel about it? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, even some that actually convert from uh, kayak to boat. I still keep, you know, we still keep tabs, talk to each other every no, now and no. then. No, once they, they're, they're out of the club once they get a boat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they usually come back. They'll come back later. 
but yeah. but I have found that the, the 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 kayakers who convert to a boat, they they have much more respect for the kayakers. They they understand, you know, they're not yeah, the struggle. depending on the areas. They're not going to just like run right by the kayaker. They're going right. to you know the elders a kayaker. They'll 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 slow down way ahead. They'll putter through. Don't ruin the fishing. Once they get past around the bend, they'll, they'll 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 come up. Or if the situation dictates, like you know, we're we're gonna it's better for them to just run through. They understand it. So. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, uh, at least up here, I think we're, we're pretty cool. Like I still share a lot with some of my friends up here, like, Hey, where are they hitting, where are they biting at and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, sometimes, you know, they ask me to join or I'll join them or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. We still, still talk. Yeah. We're pretty cool. And I uh, think, every, yeah, yeah. We just, we still talk, man. I get random phone calls. And, and Phil has a comment here. Uh, he says that I, I've shared some of my plastics before to a father and son at the boat launch. I'm pretty easygoing unless they come off arrogant. Actually, that reminds me. Um, I remember this one trip. It was during the winter, and we were fishing over in um, over towards Tabs. Um, and uh, it was uh, we were using. I, I I brought my dad along, um, and we I, there was a reef I wanted to fish, and I uh, bought some live shrimp for us to use. Um, and uh, because I know that for some reason this reef is just incredibly difficult to um, to, to catch these fish on, on on artificial, I've tried. It was just difficult. So we were gonna drift over to reef and throw live shrimp on their popping cord. I get to the ramp and I realize I left my terminal tackle box at home because I usually don't have my terminal tackle box. It was like my 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 boxes with like corkies, you know, top waters, a bunch of other stuff. And there's this guy. He was leaving, um, and I went up to him. I was like, hey. I forgot my terminal tackle box at home. Um, do you have a couple popping corks that I could buy off you? And actually, I realized I, I don't even have money in my wallet because I just spent it all on, on the live stream. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I will trade you. Uh, I'll give you like, I, I offered him like three corkies, like brand new in the packaging for like a few, a few, um, a few popping corks and some like uh, circle hooks. Um, and he's like, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. And he just literally, he literally just opened up his bag, handed me four popping corks and six hooks. And, and you know. You even rigged them for you on your rides. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go that far. But I'm like, you know, and and I was like, yeah, that's that's great. You know, thank you so much. You know, I, yeah. and that made the trip. And actually, my that's uh, my dad caught one of his. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's his biggest fish. It was like a, it seems like a 30-pound black drum that he hooked up onto. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he was being pulled around for for, for a little bit. Uh, it was funny because I didn't even know he hooked up and I, we were just fishing on this reef and there was a little drift. And all of a sudden I realized he's like 50 yards the other way going <laughs> against the current. It's dragging like, him. Yeah. It's just dragging him the other way. Um, but you know, I, you know, stuff like that, that's, yeah, I think fishermen, you know, we're all, overall fishermen are, are pretty agreeable. Uh, I just think at least in our area, some of the, the kayak, the kayak fishermen here are, are pretty top notch. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. I would agree with that. They're a little bit better than boaters. <laughs> uh, we have a, a question from Nick here. So what have y'all found to be the best sites to do research for our area, like migration patterns and such? Um, this, this site right here. We talk about them all the time. <laughs> we talk about migration all the time. And I was kidding. Well, well, go ahead and answer that. Uh, I, I, I would say actually uh, even the old sites um, have too cool. I think has a very large plethora of knowledge. It may not be updated anymore. Uh, it's just I don't really know how many people are on there. But if you're looking for historic data, 
look at the fishing reports on Too Cool. There's so much information on there, um, not only like inshore but offshore as well. And they have just like I said, do your search the search features on there. Um, uh, the other one, you know, Facebook is good mainly because there's just so many groups out there. It, it's the kind of the sucky thing is that you can't like search Facebook itself. You have to go to you know assign uh, you know sign up for all these different groups and then kind of do the legwork, but you know, um, kind of like, you know, Galveston saltwater fishing used to be real good. At least the, the OG, the old, the, um, the original one, uh, there's a, there's a newer one on there that has, um, just, a, I think it actually has more followers, but I'm not sure how the community is there, but, um, you know, finding, you know, TKF to TKF Facebook page and also to TKF forum as well. Um, also some really good ones. I, I'll be honest, I, I will go into TKF and I'm like, for example, if you're looking for, I was looking for kind of ideas for Baytown, I'll just search up Baytown on there, on TKF, the old forum. Um, and uh, it, it, it gave me some ideas to to try for this this coming winter. There's so, no fish in Baytown. There's no fish in Baytown, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, don't do not do what I said. So. Yeah, yeah. Don't search Baytown. <laughs> <laughs> but but what about you? Is there any any websites that you that you like to find that has really good information or anything like that? Man, just other than my own experience, man, I, I, I the um the only information I use now is like uh and it's not good is uh Windfinder um to you know and then like uh, tides what they're doing I kind of and then when I'm going offshore which I'll be doing a lot here shortly going offshore on a kayak um i just need to know when they're flat enough for me to go out you know i won't go anything past two to three foot swells but you know that's where i'm getting my information now i'm kind of just doing my own thing and not really getting information unless i book someone you know but and also he has a question about books are you a book guy Merrill? am i what are you a book guy do you like reading books <laughs> no, I don't. And I, I, I know there's some good ones out there. Um, I heard the uh, Rudy Fluker. I think that's a good one, from what I heard. But no, I haven't read any books. Uh, so uh, the ones I recommend, uh, there's the uh, I think it's Ray Crawford's uh, uh, kayak. You know, it's like Wade and Kayak. Also, um, Plugger. Plugger was a really. Oh, is that good what one. it is? Okay, yeah, I said Plugger. Uh, Plugger mm. was a good one. It kind of really good knowledge about like overall knowledge of like, you know, artificial fishing and, and some good, good stories on there. Um, but, uh, there, there's a bunch of books out there. I would recommend, uh, one of the really cool things that I, I like to do, I like to read. Um, and, uh, I haven't done it in a while, but, uh, what I usually like to do is go to like half price books, go to the sports section and look for the fishing books. Um, and you can find some really, really old but it's still relevant you know books on like texas fishing and stuff like that this is like some of it's really old um and uh but the information there is still very relevant and um even some of those uh, some of those books they even, they even give you spots in there too uh you just have to read through it <laughs> so yeah they give you spots that no longer exist roll uh, over pass <laughs> yeah, 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 no, 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 but but like rollover pass. But some of them, I've actually there's one I, I forgot which book it was. It gave me a like this random reef, um, out you know out in um, East Bay. Was, it wasn't East Bay. West it Bay. It was 
it was over in San Leon. Um, it, oh, really? It, yeah, it gave me this random reef um, out there, and I actually went to check it out. And the reef wasn't exactly there anymore, but you could tell there was a reef there at some point, and the fish were still kind of there. It, it just like it wasn't actual reef; it was more like scattered shell. I think it got it got silted over over time. But basically, I went over there, and it went from like five foot to like three, you know, and it was Damn. just this little hump. You know, and it was it, it, it wasn't as big, like but those. yeah, it's just this little hump that went up. And you know, I caught a caught a couple of trout on top waters, and then uh, I started catching uh, uh, gaff tops on top. And I'm like, I don't want to deal with this anymore. So <laughs> gaff tops um, are fun to catch, especially if you're like going through a skunk or something. And you're like, you know, I just need a hook on something. Gets you in a good school of gaff top. I heard they're pretty good eating too. I've never eaten one though. Yeah, yeah, no, I I they're. I think they're good eating. Oh, but Patreon, Stacy says, is a good way to get information <laughs> since we're on the subject. Yeah, I, I, I think I might be biased, though, because, you know, I have friends that are Patreon. So, I mean, I might be a little biased about it. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, and a, and a shout out to Stacy here. She was one of our winners to one of our prizes uh, a little while back, um, uh, I, I believe she's part of a group called Yak Sistas. That's uh, Y A K S I S T A S uh, for the ladies. If you want, yeah. you know, if you're looking for a place for uh, just just y'all gals uh, for kayaking and fishing, um, go head on over there. Uh, I know it can be intimidating because, I mean, guys are sometimes douches. <laughs> yeah. no, um, we are. But, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not us, but I, I I have seen it on there. So, um, um, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. That's. I think we've we've kind of gone gone on a little over time. But, oh man, Chuck, yeah, I hate that. We we can keep talking, but uh, but it, it's just. I yeah. I think um I think this is a good stopping point for us. Uh, oh, I was going to share my story, but I yeah, no worries. We'll share how about how about you can you you share it you share it for the next episode whenever it comes. That's out. what I was going to say. Yeah, the next yeah. one. So. Anyways, guys, uh, thank thank y'all for listening to the One Last Cast podcast. And again, we are live. Try to be live every other Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, you can join us at facebook.com forward slash One Last Cast podcast. We're also on YouTube. Um, and uh, um, you know, uh, we we will definitely try to be a little more active. Um, you know, life is getting getting fast paced for us. Uh, Meryl's doing some big things on on real estate and in in corpus and whatever. Uh, I I have a new job. Houston, I, I do stuff here in Houston too. I just yeah, he he does I'm, stuff here in Houston. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I'm I have a new job, baby. Everything is going great. It's just is difficult to find time, but we are definitely going to try to find and make time for y'all uh, because I think that's that's what we want to be good stewards of fishing and kayaking, and we want to help help y'all learn and grow with with the sport and as we learn and grow as well um and before we hop off um we definitely want to give another shout out to our sponsors for a printing um aaron uh, does great work with our uh, with our custom towels and buffs he uh, if you need anything like that just reach out to for printing they will take care of you um and of course dska another kayaking group uh that that uh, merrill's a part of and as well as some of the people who are listening to us live they are a great group as well and of course, knock and tail lures. Um, if you're looking for a great soft plastic to use knock and tail lures, they're, they're probably available at your local fishing store within Texas. Um, I know a lot of freshwater people are using it too, based upon what um, 
what 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 they're uh, some of the pictures I've seen. And uh, if you use our code uh, OLCP twenty twenty two, you get twenty percent off your order. So um, yeah, you can do that. So again, oh. thank you guys for listening to One Last Cast podcast. You guys have a good one. Oh, one more thing is okay. uh, send us uh, send us your pictures. Oh yeah, right. Uh, go ahead. I mean. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, one of the cool things that I've been working on. Um, so in the very beginning of our videos, while we get situated, we actually have a running almost like a slideshow um, of like catches as we prepare to get live. I one uh, your guys homework that I'm assigning y'all uh, over the next couple of weeks. Just send us a, uh, uh, your favorite image that you have from fishing, whether it's recent, uh, not uh, with the brief description, uh, maybe I'll put it on there. That way, that we can kind of showcase some of the some of the stuff that you guys are doing um, out, you know, while fishing and, and hopefully using some of the knowledge that we uh, impart upon y'all. So, um, yeah, um, uh, I I, uh, I I look forward to that, and uh, we again we'll see you guys next time. Take care.